we shouldn't pray because we rather need to learn about the prayer. Amen. Because I realize that the faces and the, and the hearts of the people gathered, they would need to be taught certain principles that would help. Amen. That's why I was praying the prayer I was praying because I want God to use the message to tune something in our lives, to turn something on in our lives, to fix something in our lives that would bring transformation forever. Amen. In times like this, the times that we find ourselves in the world, the time we find ourselves in the church, the time we find ourselves in life, it is not time for a lot of strategies. It's not time for a lot of um, human intelligence. It's not time for a lot of um, um, craftiness. This season that we find ourselves, if you are quite spiritual, you realize that we are in a season where prayer is the main thing that can move man, that can move God, that can move business, that can move ministry, that can move your life. Because we find ourselves in the last days and the enemy is working so hard and so fast, it is only the thing that the enemy fears that we can deploy against the enemy. The enemy does not fear intelligence because he is intelligent. The enemy does not fear skill because he is skillful. The enemy does not even fear good English language or good chi language or good um, phonetics because he can speak as well. What the enemy fears is prayer. What the enemy fears is power. What the enemy fears is when we turn loose the presence of God. We turn loose the power of God. We turn loose God's hand into operation. Are you understanding me? So it is not time to learn how to speak good English. It is not time to learn how to even preach well. It is time for children of God and the people of God to get into serious prayer. Because if you begin to pray, we'll begin to see the change that we are expecting to see. Most of us are not seeing the change we want to see, are not experiencing the change we want to have, are not having access to the things that we are looking for because we have stopped praying. So tonight as I was coming here, I had prepared to come and continue talking to you about how God rewards his servants. That was the message I was coming to preach. And then actually I was moving to the next or the final part which says, what happens? What if I don't serve? That was the title of the message. What if I don't serve? What if I don't serve him? What, what will he do to me? What will happen to me if I don't serve God? You know, but I think that I want to put in something before we go into that maybe next week or if ever at all. So what I want us to talk about is on prayer. Let's look at Luke chapter 18 verse 1. Luke 18 1. Luke 18 1. Luke 18 1. The Bible says that then he spoke a parable to them that men ought always to pray and not lose heart or not faint always 
always, always, men ought always to pray. Always. So your, your waking up thoughts must be prayer. Your going to bed thoughts must be prayer. Your walking around thoughts must be prayer. Your discussions must be prayer. Whatever and wherever and whenever you find yourself doing anything, it must be prayer. Because the Bible says men ought always to pray and not to faint or not to lose heart. Prayer. Always. If there's anything that the Bible says we must do always, it is prayer. I have not seen a verse which talks about 24 hours praise and worship that we must do. In heaven it is done. But I have also not seen a verse which talks about prayer in heaven 24-7. It is on earth that the Bible says pray without season. It's on earth that the Bible says men ought always to pray and not faint. So obviously God or heaven expects us to be praying consistently. And one of the reasons why God or heaven expects us to pray consistently is because God will not do anything without prayer. And God wants to do stuff. God wants to do things. God wants to move. So he needs us to pray for him to move. If God is not moving in your life, it is probably because you are not praying enough. If you don't see the hand of God, one day a man of God was talking to me and he said that today I have not received any miracle. I asked myself that, why? Is it a daily thing? Is it, I mean, does it happen daily? Because for some of us, we see it once in a very long time. That will make us laugh and enjoy and be happy. But for some people, it's a regular occurrence. Because these are people who are practicing prayer without season. Praying always without season. Praying all the time. Speaking to God all the time. It opens the access for divine exchange and divine interactions. But why do we not pray? Why do we not pray? If we know all of this, that God needs us to pray so that he can move. If we know that God needs us to pray so that he can be active in our life, why are we not praying? And so I want to, I want to, I want to um, understand, I want to, I want to believe that people are not praying because they don't know why they must be praying. The reason why you don't do certain things is not because you don't want to do it. Probably you don't even know the reason why it must be done. Why should I pray? Why should I brush my teeth? If, if, look, if, if you have not been told before that, hmm, if you have not opened your mouth for someone to say that, no, no, this, this is not acceptable. The MO is not good. You would, you, would, you would not know the reason why you must be brushing your teeth. If you have not lifted your hands for someone to say, put your hand down, you will not know the reason why we say you should bath. So sometimes people fight against certain principles that must be done. People walk against principles that they must walk into because they don't have the reasons and they don't know why. So today, I want to use this few minutes that I have because I want to close early because of the weather. These few minutes that I have, I want to talk to you about reasons why you must be praying as a child of God. Reasons why you must be praying. 
Reasons why prayer must become a lifestyle. Why prayer should be a lifestyle. Why prayer shouldn't happen once a while. Why prayer shouldn't be only when we meet as a church. But in your lifetime, when you are home, when you are sitting in your house, when you are sitting um, somewhere, prayer must be part of your life. Especially for a church like this, that everybody is expected to be winning souls. Everybody is expected to go out and win souls on Wednesdays. We are supposed to do what? Fishers Wednesday, every Wednesday. It is, it is so critical that we must be praying always. Because without that, you can't do the thing that God has called you to do. In this church, everybody is a potential pastor. Everybody is a potential minister. Everybody is a potential evangelist. Everybody is a potential apostle. Everybody is a potential teacher. Everybody is a potential. And that is the reason why it is vital that you don't allow the enemy to abort that vision. Because when I go into the area of teaching you about what happens if I don't serve God, you would understand what I'm saying. That if I don't serve God, eh, I have donated myself to the hand of the enemy. I will show you biblically, but not today. Why you should serve God? Because if you don't serve God, you have just made yourself a donation. You yourself, you have done personal donation to the enemy. So why we, should we pray? Why? Number one. I said Luke 18, right? Let's read 1 to 18. Let's just read it. It's a nice um, passage to read. Then he spoke a parable to them that men, that men ought always to pray and not lose heart. Saying, there was a certain city, there was in a certain city, a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. This man did not fear God, did not regard man, did not have any respect for anybody. Now there was a widow in that city. And she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward, he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her. Because this widow troubles me, because this widow continually troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Because of this woman's persistence, continuous attack and disturbance and pushing. Even though I don't fear God, I don't fear man. Because of her persistence, I have to do it. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him though he bears long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. He will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on earth? Will he find faith on earth? Will he find faith on earth? Reason number one why we must pray. Prayer is a great act of faith. It's a great act of faith. It's actually one of the greatest acts of faith.
Whenever you pray, you are declaring to God that you do not have faith in the arm of flesh. You are making a declaration that I don't trust man. I can't depend on man. I can't depend on myself. I can only depend. It's a great, it's one of the greatest acts of faith. And the Bible says without faith, it's impossible. It's impossible. So without prayer and the act of faith, it's impossible to please him. It's impossible to please him without faith. So prayer is one of the greatest acts of faith. Because when you pray, you are making a declaration that I don't trust my father. I can't depend on my mother. I can't depend on my brother. I can only count upon God. And that's why I wake up at dawn and pray. Because I cannot depend on anybody but God. I can't depend on anybody but God. But you see, what makes it even wilder in the faith aspect is the fact that you cannot see the person you are praying to. You can't see the person you are talking to. Sometimes you can't even hear the person you are talking to. You just believe that there's somebody who is listening to what you are saying. It is an act of faith. And God moves when faith is activated. That is the reason why you don't have to joke with your prayers because it turns loose God's activation. It just releases God to begin to work. I feel that there are some people in this room, if they can catch this particular word, their lives would change for the rest of the days. They would change. Because most of us don't pray the way we must pray. We don't wait upon God the way we must wait upon God. We don't value prayer the way we must value prayer. We don't treasure prayer the way we must because we don't understand what we are losing. But prayer is one of the greatest acts of faith. Anybody who opens their mouth to begin to pray, God begins to say that, wow, this guy believes in me. This guy believes in me. This guy believes in me. And can you imagine if your father feels that my child believes in me, it gives him energy to perform. If your wife or your husband knows that you believe in him or her, it gives them power to perform. When God immediately feels that this my child believes in me, it gives him power to perform. It gives him power to perform. So God will move, but he's expecting your faith. He's expecting your faith. He's expecting your prayer. He's expecting your act of faith. Do something for me to know that you want me to move. And that something is called prayer. So when you go on your knees or you go into your bedroom or you go into your hall and you begin to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I approach your throne of grace and I want to seek mercy. I want to seek glory. I want to see favor. I want to see your honor. I want to call upon you that you will speak on my behalf, that my things are not going well. I need you to speak for me. Father, this thing that I did, I need you to forgive me. Where I went that I didn't do well, I pray that you will forgive me and deliver me from this one. I have a bad dream in the dream the enemy was chasing me father i was caught by the trap of the enemy but i lift up prayer unto you because i know you are stronger than the enemy i know you are wiser than the enemy i know you are the best one that than the enemy i know that if i call upon you you would answer my prayer hey if i call upon you you would deliver me god begins to walk like mm, 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 mm. i like this faith I like this faith. I like this faith. It's like when somebody is running a race and then you are standing on the edge and you are shouting um, the, the, the nicknames. God, you know, God, you know, God. And the, person, the person is even tired and is dying. But just because they are hearing the fans, they want to push themselves. That is what 
prayer does to God. That is what prayer does to God. It just active, it gives him extra energy. It's like this, my daughter is not giving up on me. This, my daughter believes in me. I cannot let her down. This, my son believes in me. I can't let him down. This church believes in me. I can't let them down. This group believes in me. I can't let them down. This pastor believes in me. I can't let him down. You are telling God that I have faith in you. I have faith in you. My confidence is in nobody but you. I rely only on you. I call only unto you. I believe in you. I trust in you. I know that you will perform what you have said you will do. It is the greatest act of faith. To sit down and to pray to an unknown God and an unseen God and an unheard God just sitting in a room and just talking to yourself. It's like a madman or a madwoman just sitting on a chair and talking to yourself. I have a friend who says that in his room he has put a chair there and he says that is where God sits and he goes to kneel in front of the chair and he begins to talk to God on the chair and he gets answers because God says that you have given given me faith you have given me faith you have shown me that you believe in me and the thing is that anytime you begin to pray you begin to get a lot of distractions this one is coming this one is coming. even the things that you didn't want to do they begin to come to your mind uh, have you done your homework uh, have you called this person uh, have you done this one uh, have you done this one but immediately you are able to shut those things off and give god priority you have told him that you are more than all these things to me i believe in you more than all these things i know i i heard one one man say that I have so much to do in the day. I have so much. I am so busy today that I cannot move without spending three hours with God. He said, I am, my life is so busy that I have to spend three hours with God to be able to cover my life. Others are saying, I am so busy, I can't even use 10 minutes to pray. I am too busy to pray. If you are too busy to pray, you are too busy. If you are too tired to pray, you are too tired. Because the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up. They will mount up. They will mount up. They will mount up. So in the time when you are tired, that is the time you go into prayer. As you are praying in tongues like that, what happens is that the gear, the gear that was manual, that was working on tiredness, now moves into automatic. And then the car begins to pick up by itself. The car begins to pick up by itself. When the spirit takes over, you move into autopilot. The spirit just carries you. Get into prayer. 
get into prayer don't say i am too tired to pray i am too busy to pray i am too weak to pray that is the reason why you must be praying i am too busy so i must pray i am too tired i must pray i am too weak i must pray i am too rich i must pray i am too poor i must pray for whatever reason i am praying because of that reason you are just telling god that i believe i believe i believe and all the distractions that are coming i set it aside that's the time something will tell you won't you make the call right now all this while you are sitting down no phone call has come to you immediately you started praying father and then oh hey, now my phone my car my car my car my car my car my car i said me free aqua no it's a demonic distraction it's a demonic distraction because i remember the movie that we watched after a certain number of hours of prayer you break through into an atmosphere what the devil doesn't want is for you to break into the atmosphere where the prayer goes and answer comes prayer goes answer comes prayer goes answer comes when the devil sees that you are getting to that level they will bring a distraction a phone call a text message a whatsapp message that is why you must throw away your phone when you enter into prayer so that you don't even get any distraction because the devil knows if you hit a certain level he has lost the battle so he prevents you from hitting that level and that level you only hit it by consistent fire he cannot have a day. Ragada Bacado Siada Daba. Yado Sigada Baba. He cannot have a regada Baba. Hey! The devil knows that your consistency will generate the fire. The consistency generates the fire. So immediately he sees you consistently rising. Says, No. Let me send a WhatsApp message from that girl. Pa! The thing hits you. You are now wondering, Should I continue the prayer? Or I should respond. Should I continue the prayer? I should. Or, or if the thing was the response is not coming, then the call will come. Then you are now wondering: Should I pick the call, or I should wait till later? Already, already by that time, your concentration is gone. That is why you don't even expose yourself for the phone to ring at all. Especially for those of us who cannot control ourselves. We have become addicted to our phones. We can't control it. You hear pam. Oh, anyone want? I'm talking about prayer. I said I'm talking about prayer. I'm talking about what can change your life. The enemy also knows it. So immediately you start. Won't you, won't you, won't you organize this your table? Won't you organize your bed? Won't you dress your hall? Won't you clean the place? Won't you do that? Won't you do that? Won't you do that? Forget about all the do's and don'ts and get into that place. You are telling God that I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. The Bible says that nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Because it is your faith that will push you to pray. It is your faith that will push you to pray. It is your faith that will push you. If you don't pray, it means you don't have faith. You don't have faith. Wake up at dawn. For, for what? For what if you don't have faith? That time that... That's the time that you are changing the 
You are changing the gear. Then God is saying, wake up. Sometimes when it happens like that, then I'll put my elbow on the bed like this. God, did they see? Did they see the way they enjoy the bed? But if you don't get up, something will go bad. Something bad will happen. You must, you must get to a point where your voice is known in heaven. Your voice is known on earth. Your voice is known by Satan. Your voice is known by God. He must, they must, they must record your voice. Immediately you start screaming, they must know that is the voice of Pastor Prosper. That is the voice of Lizzie. That is the voice of Rachel. That is the voice of Caillou. They must know. The devil must know. And heaven must know. When you scream, they must know. Hotline. And we must get to a point where the devil does not play with our prayer. Some of us, our prayer is so is, is so weak that the enemy likes to take it. Because the prayer is supposed to be on fire. If the prayer is not on fire, the devil will carry it in his bosom and play. Baby, careful. Baby, careful. But when the prayer is on fire, the prayer must be on fire. The prayer must be on fire. And the prayer that gets on fire is not the prayer that you are praying. And you pray a little. Time. You are a joker. You are a joker. That's why, that's why nothing gets answered. And that's why you are losing faith in prayer. That's why you don't even believe in God. Because when you are supposed to be praying, that is the time that you are talking about nonsense. Are you in the church? Hmm. Will I find faith on earth? So prayer is an expression of faith. Do you want to be a great man of faith? A man of faith is a man of great exploits. A woman of faith is a woman of great exploits. You do exploits when you are a man or woman of faith. Become a great man of faith by becoming a great man of prayer. Become a great man of faith by becoming a man of prayer. A woman of prayer. That is what birth exploits. It gives birth to exploits. Exploits. Now when you stand there, you are shaking like that. Things are happening. Exploits. Oh, Jesus. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Not your joking prayer. Diligent prayer. He rewards that kind of prayer. You are diligently seeking. Diligently. 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 In your ding. Not a joking prayer. You need we need to get to a point where people are praying and they are sweating blood. 
We need to get a point. People are praying. We, we need to get a point. People are praying three days. They are just Ikaranaba, Ikaranaba, Ikaranaba. Those days, those days, those days must come back. Those days must come back. It must come back where you go for prayer and somebody is struck by the spirit and for three days, this is how the person is standing there. No movement. Three days. Those are the days of revival. Not today, small prayer. Hey, when will they finish? When we started the church in that place, I will set them on prayer. 30 minutes and I walk out. I walk out. Then the people are started. Hey, when is he coming back? When is he coming back? When is he coming back? I said, these people are jokers. They don't know what we are doing here. You just set them on prayer. Five minutes, then you move. They are watching their time. 30 minutes. Hey, this guy, is he not coming back? You can't please God without faith. Which means that you can't please God without prayer. So this, your life that you are moving about, you don't want to pray. You don't want to push yourself. Number two. Prayer makes you into a man of authority. A man of authority. Matthew chapter 7 verse 28, 29. It says that, And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. It makes you into a man or a woman of authority. When you speak, everybody is astonished. Hey, where is this? Where is this? Where is this coming from? Jesus was a man of authority. Whenever he spoke, the people were astonished. The people were marveling. The people were confused. The people were shocked. Matthew 7, 28, 29. Authority. Let me give you the definition of authority. Is the not easily defined invisible magnetic aura that surrounds a man of God. Not easily defined invisible magnetic aura A-U-R-A that surrounds a man of God. The not easily defined invisible magnetic aura that surrounds a man of God. That's authority. And it comes from spending time with God. It emanates from your closeness to God. The closer you are to a person, the more confidently you speak about the person. The closer you are to a person. So my, I can speak more confidently about my wife to you than Pastor Prosper speaking about my wife to you. Because I am closer to my wife than anybody. So the more time you spend with somebody, the more authority you have about that person. So the longer you stay in his presence, the more authority you gain about him and from him and for him. So when you stand and you are speaking about God, you are speaking with knowledge, insight, and authority because you have spent time. You are not speaking as somebody who heard from another person that, oh, it is somebody's experience. It's your own encounter. It's your own experience. It's your own direct contact. 
That is what brings authority. Prayer brings authority. It makes you into a man or woman of authority. You walk around and you have this invisible magnetic aura around you. It's not so easily defined. You cannot tell. You, you can There's something about the person, but you can't be sure what it is. There's something about the person that makes him look great. That, that, that glows around him. That makes him look different. That, that's the reason why somebody can, can meet you in traffic and call you a pastor when you have not preached. It is an invisible magnetic aura that surrounds a man of prayer that draws people it draws people it comes by spending time spending time spending time with him i have had it several times people meet me and call me pastor and i don't know where they are even in south africa not even in ghana ghana you say that oh the man had a a picture and then sometimes i go to places i've not been there before then so so, pastor i said "Ah." so i know I said, how do you know? He said, I can see. I met somebody. He said, Bishop. I said, Bishop what? Bishop from the way. It is, it is invisible. It is not easily defined. It is magnetic. It is an aura. It surrounds a man or a woman of God. That's why when you go into the presence of Bishop Daggyward Mills, you feel that do I, do I do I do I it's an aura you go into you go into the presence of um, 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 Pastor Eastwood you, you feel in, in spite of their simplicity you just feel that there's something there's there's something there's something I remember one day he finished ministering, ministering on the, um, in, in, in the conference center, one of those places. And when he, when he finished, he, he called um, Reverend Fitz that he should come and close the meeting. He just called him. When he got he gave him the mic. Ah, the man fell. Boom. He called another person. Charlie, Pastor Fitz couldn't close the meeting. Can you close the meeting for Boom. And anybody who came close to, to within a certain radius... It's an invisible magnetic aura. It surrounds a man of God. I see that same fire coming over you. I see that same power coming over you. I see that same authority coming over you. I see that same magnetic field forming around you. Where anybody who enters. ah, That will stop enemies from joking around you. It will stop demons from joking around you. It will stop foolishness from hanging around you. Because they... His face is heavy. You you cannot tell what is there, but you can't do certain things in his presence. He has a very heavy presence. He has a very heavy presence. He has a very heavy face. His presence, his presence is intimidating. It is the authority, which is the invisible magnetic aura not easily defined invisible magnetic aura that surrounds a man of God and that emanates from being in the presence of God the closer you are the closer you are the stronger it becomes the closer you are the more authority you have the more you pray the closer you are to God and if you are close to God it means you have more authority with God than with man 
also when we begin to pray we will stop struggling with church members when we begin to pray we will stop look at the point when i started praying in a certain way i stopped struggling with church members i stopped though i stopped struggling with them when i see them whatever you are doing god bless you Charlie, be happy god bless you and i'm moving because where my mind is and if you can use that prayer to influence them you will stop struggling with them the prayer will control the prayer will manipulate have we not been here have we not been praying certain prayers and we have started seeing god doing the same thing that we have been it money oh god i was in a church i was in a church in takradi about 20 24 years ago when we began to pray that father transfer people from all over ghana into takradi so that they'll come to this church and come and help us within a matter of six months transfers into the mines into this from here from electricity corporation from here we were seeing doctors being transferred in has been transferred pharmacies being transferred from accra from kumasi and they were all in the other branches of those churches but we needed them to come and help that branch we commanded by prayer and they appeared they appeared they appeared they appeared by the prayers we began to pray that father transferred i was there i was there i was there not i was told i was there i was part of the prayer warriors pray transfer we need people to be transferred may people relocate into takradi may people move from Accra to takradi may people come at 25 years ago what what was in takradi takradi was not anything major takradi was not the oil city that we know now takradi was a port city but people were being transferred because some people were pulling certain strings if you begin to pull the strings god will begin to move the people if you begin to pull the strings god will begin to move the people you know a, a man of prayers like a puppet master a man of prayers like a puppet master do you know a puppet master a puppet master is the one who holds a stick with a string holding a puppet then they pull then the puppet will do this then they pull then the puppet will do this those those people who who, who pull what you and humans are then they are, the, the puppet is dancing like that that is what prayer does that's what prayer does it moves people and moves things a man of authority that's what happens that's what happens that's what happens so as you pray people will not be able to explain that invisible aura that surrounds you you would have a following without understanding pastor prosper you would have a following without knowing why people will follow you with, with, people will follow you people will follow you even when you stop you stop calling them they'll follow you even when you get you get angry with them they'll follow you they will just follow you there will be some people they will never stop following you they'll follow you they'll follow you because you are holding the string in your bedroom have you not seen how juju men are able to control people they learned it from us no we are not learning from them we have the original they have the photocopy we have the original they have the fake one they watch what we do and they do it but the fact is that we don't give it the energy that it deserves so they more that more usually excel at it but if we can give it the time we can give it the attention you will pull whoever and whatever you want to pull what didn't jesus pull he pulled a fish from the sea with with money in the mouth he pulled it 
He put, he put, he spoke to fishes that they should jump into Peter's net, and they did. The man had fish, had gone fishing all night. He caught nothing. Jesus used the man's boat. He finishes and says, Go to this side. Go to this side and cast your net on this way. He said, Ah, but I've been fishing all night. So I said, Go there, go there, go there. I am sure by that time Jesus had just fishes in that zone. I don't know the fish language, but he spoke fish language. Gather yourselves. There's a net I'm about to drop. When I drop it and you want life, jump into it. They, they all struggled to enter into the net. The boat began to sink. The net began to break. Chaos began to happen just because God had decided to speak on behalf of somebody. May God speak on your behalf. A man of authority. A man of authority. A man. He says, you will have a crowd without being able to explain why. Your teaching will have more power. Your instruction will be obeyed. All things, all these are the results of prayer that makes you into a man of authority. People will obey you. People will follow you. Your teaching becomes powerful. This same, this same thing I'm teaching, I have taught it before without this much power. As you pray, God increases. Oh. How did Jesus become a man of a man of authority? Same. He was Do you know that Jesus was not introduced by anybody? He was not introduced like the way we will call Pastor Prosper, he's a pastor from today and then nobody introduced him. He was not appointed as a teacher by anyone. His background was questioned and many people Questions and reservations. Is he not this one? Is he not that one? Is he not, is he not his brothers we know over here? I, I was in a carpenter. He's not the one who came to do my kitchen stool. Is he not the one who has been working around here? But he too, where is he from? But look at Luke 14. Luke 414. Luke 414. Jesus knew the secret of having authority with man. So he went into the wilderness, waited upon God. Luke 4 14. The Bible says, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And when he returned, no announcement, Pastor Prosper, no announcement. The Bible says that, and there went out a fame of him through all the region roundabout. No announcement, no television, no billboard, no signboard, nothing. He went into the wilderness, he came back. The Bible says he returned with power. The power is translated from the Greek word dunamis. He came back with dunamis. Dunamis. Which means miraculous power. It means ability. It means abundance. It means strength. It even means violence. It means mighty wonderful work and enabling power. That's what he came back with. Prayer. That's what it does. It releases dunamis. 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 That kind of power. That's how he came back. He had suddenly become a man of authority. New strength, abundance, power, invisible aura around him. <laughs> and, and you know, as he was walking around, he would tell somebody, 
Follow me. Then the person leaves everything and starts following. Follow me. They leave everything and start following. What do you think it is? It's the invisible magnetic. 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 Follow me. Then they will start following. Follow me. They will start following. Follow me. They will start following. May people follow you when you call them to follow. May they follow you when you call them to follow. May they follow you when you call them to follow. May they follow you when you call them to follow. May they follow you in Peaceland. May they follow you in Newtown. May they follow you in Kumasi. May they follow you in Ashaiman. May they follow you in this place. May they follow you wherever you go. May they follow you in Ghana. May they follow you out of Ghana. Wherever you find yourself. When you call them, may they follow. Do you remember when we went to um, the camp meeting and we returned? That second, that camp meeting we returned. Immediately we returned that Sunday, we went into the community. Anybody we type, they will follow. We touch, they are following. We call, they are coming. We call, they are coming. Because we had gone onto the mountain, into the wilderness, and we had prayed for some time, and we came back with dunamis. We came back with power. We came back with power. So there was no negotiation. Pastor, you remember, no negotiation, no discussion. You just called the person they are coming. That day when we entered the church, human beings, I said, hey! All these people are in the community. Power. Dunamis. Dunamis. Miraculous power. Ability. Abundance. Strength. Violence. Mighty, wonderful work. Enabling power. Dunamis. And look at the response to Jesus' first message that he preached. Luke 4.22. Look at it. Luke 4.22. And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. Then go to verse 31. And came down to Capernaum. As he went to Capernaum. He came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days. And they were astonished. That's Luke 4.31. They were astonished. At his doctrine for his word was with power the man has come from the wilderness almost say hey what is this when he opens up hey what is this when he talks hey this guy he's everybody was astonished you when you are preaching at your RCL people are sleeping when you are advising them they are angry when you are praying for them they are, they are you are praying I watched, I watched a short video of a pastor who was fighting to lay hands. He was laying hands on somebody. He, he, he would pray the guy. He prayed for the guy. Ah, the guy fell down. The pastor thought, ah, the guy has fallen down. He was going on, then the guy's phone started ringing. Then the boy said, pastor, please wait, 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 wait. He took out his phone. If I was the pastor, I would have slapped the boy. My energy that I'm using on you. Pastor, wait. So, so why did you fall down if you are not ready to fall? But look, today I was, I was listening to my, my old man. He was talking about a meeting that he went for some years ago. He said he went to the place, he, when he finished ministering, about 100 people were lying on the floor, collapsed. So he was handing over the microphone to the bishop of the house that you can take over. He said, no, 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 no. Continue your work. Continue your work. The people have collapsed. You are giving me the microphone. He too, he said, wake the people up. The people were gone home. Wake them up, they were not getting up. So he said, then the Holy Spirit told him, Scream! He said, In the name of Jesus, rise up. He said, The people came. Oh, yes. Everyone of them. Oh. I said, Power be that. Oh. I said, Power be that. Oh. 
I said, power be that. Not that when you knock, you, when you are laying hands on people, I remember the days that I was here and I was laying hands on people and I'll just blow air and I see the people move. I say, hey God, me too. I defeat do these things here. I defeat do this. Oh, L, Pastor Prosper, eh. I said, E. Because I remember the days that when you tell me to lay hands, I'll say, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not led. I'm not led to lay hands. I was afraid, dear. Sure. You want to, if you remember, you, I've come to the service as you lay hands. Sure. I preach the word. I go into, into my car. Hotel, I'm gone. Lay hands for the word. Maybe I lay hands and they bite me. What will I do? Powerless. Just preaching, 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 preaching. Then the time came. Prayer, grace, anointing increased. I said, I want to lay hands every day. I want to touch somebody. I want to impart. I want to just release. I want to release. I want to release. Even COVID, I'm laying hands. Yen not easily defined Jesus authority just appeared people were now listening to a 30 year old who they didn't know much about just a carpenter's son he has appeared and they are listening to him and they are telling saying that hey his words are heavy his words are powerful what's awful if nobody takes you to Newtown to introduce you, introduce yourself. Pastor Abi, if nobody takes you to Peaceland to introduce you, introduce yourself. Nobody took Jesus to Capernaum to introduce him. Nobody took him to Galilee to introduce him. He entered himself with the power from the wilderness. Enter the wilderness. Enter the wilderness. Enter the wilderness. Enter the wilderness. Ivan, enter the wilderness. Emmanuel, enter the wilderness. Don't sit down and say that I am a child. Enter the wilderness. Kyle, enter the wilderness. Don't say that I am a child. Enter the wilderness and come out with power. Come out with fire. Come out with authority. Come out and move the city. Move the city. Move the city. Move the city. I am looking for a dame that I have 15 year old, 16 year old, 17 year old. They are pastors and they are moving the city. 18, 19, 20, 21 pastors and they are moving the city. It's not like they are pastors by name, but they are pastors by fire. When they stand there with the microphone, you know that this one, Okraja, something is burning inside of him. When you see the person standing there and he lifts up the microphone or he lifts up his voice without a microphone and he begins to speak, you know that this one is carrying something from the wilderness, not something from a book. We are tired of pastors who are bringing book stories. We are tired of pastors who are reading storybooks and telling us that this is what the Bible says. This is what my spiritual father said. Give me what the spirit is saying at the time that the spirit is speaking give me what the spirit is saying at the time that you are speaking connect to the spirit whilst you are speaking so that it is heaven's voice we are hearing not a book that we are hearing there are times i come and stand here and i have not read anything i just come and i tell god open the skies and give me direct so that i give to your people because i have waited Don't do that thing that you're coming. Eh, eh, you, need, you need somebody's notes. You need some page. You need some paper. You need some this. You need some that. Get into the spirit. Even if you have the notes. Even if you have the notes. When you read the point. Open your heart. Allow the spirit to download. What he wants to say about that verse. And release what he wants to say. For that season. Because every verse has a meaning. For a particular season. 
John 3.16 can mean anything at any time. It's not only for evangelism. It's not only for evangelism. You can use it for marriage. You can use it for, for deliverance. You can, use it, you can use it for business. You can use it for anything. The Lord has to give you the revelation at the time. Let me give you the last one. I was going to, I was going to give you ten. But let me give you the, the third one. Should I continue next week for you? Maybe I'll continue this one next week. Oh, it's brutal. It makes you a man of anointing. When you are close to someone, something rubs off on you. Whenever you spend time in prayer, you are spending time talking to God. The more you talk to someone, the closer you come to the person. The closer you are to someone, the closer you are to someone, the more things rub off on you. That's the reason why you walk with your wife for a very long time. You begin to look like your wife or she begins to look like you. And you begin to talk like that. And you begin to think alike. When you begin to walk with somebody for a long time, something rubs off on you. That's why after some time you see that I am looking like my pastor and my pastors are looking like me. It's not because they want to copy. It is just something that rubs off because we are spending time together. Somebody was asking me that, when did you start looking like pastors? I said, I don't know. Somebody said, are you cousins? Are you twins? Are you related? I said, I am not. But I am. He said, but you are looking like him. I said, I want it. I should, I must. I am spending time with him. I must, something must rub off on me. Some fire must rub off on me. Even if I don't look like him physically, spiritually, I must look like him. Something rubs off. Something, something. It is the anointing. When you spend time in God's presence for so long, something in heaven rubs off on you. It's called the anointing. You become a man of the anointing. If you want some of God's glory to be on you, you want the anointing on your life, ah, there's no easier way. There's no easier way. There's no easier way. Look at Exodus 24, 18. There's no easier way. You just got to wait. You just got to wait on him. Exodus 24, 18. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mount. And Moses was in the mount 40 days and 40 nights. He was in there 40 days and 40 nights. Moses, a man who spent long hours with the Lord, after being in the mount 40 days, 40 nights, the glory of the Lord was evident on him. Pastor, this is what will happen to you when you spend hours. Man, hours. Woman, hours. This is what will happen to you. There will be glory on your life. There will be glory on the ministry. There will be glory on the messages. There will be glory on your presentation. There will be glory on your laying on of hands. There will be glory. There will be power. Because you have spent time in the presence of glory. And glory will rub off on you. 2 Corinthians 3 7. But if the ministration of death, written and engraven in stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, they could not look at them at the face of Moses because his countenance was glorious. 2 Corinthians 3 7. They couldn't behold his face. 
because he has stayed in the presence of glory when are you going to be glorious when are you going to catch some glory when are you going to turn yourself into a glorious person when are you going to spend time in his presence and when you come out people are wondering where is he coming from what have you smeared on your face when are you going to spend time in his presence so that that stupid foolish goatish face that the enemy has placed on you that nobody looks at you and wants to desire you nobody looks at you and wants to come near you nobody wants to wants to be with you nobody wants to follow you because the enemy has put a mask on your face get into his presence let the mask be torn and let the glory take over get into his presence let the net be torn some people are carrying mask some people are carrying goat face some people are carrying monkey face some people are carrying animal face some people are carrying no glory if you want to change that face if you want the glory to take over make sure you enter into his presence spend some time in his presence spend some time in the oil spend some time with god and begin to lift up your voice in the name of jesus and begin to pray tonight i want you to spend some five minutes lifting up your voice in his presence